What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40-show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raised Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill, a Rage Rowdy podcast. What's going on, everybody? Today we have got a very special guest. We've got a guy who's been a kid who's been selling out shows across the southeast. Somebody when you when you think of Ray's Rowdy and you think of Outside the Round and our our branding and guys and, and girls that remind us of our of ourselves. This kid definitely comes to mind. We've got our good buddy Gavin Adcock with us today. Um, my going? brother. What's going on? How are you y'all? doing? You gotta slide that a little closer right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dude, how the how are you doing today? It's early. Doing damn good, man. I I kept you a little chill last night. I had some had a busy busy day coming up, so I didn't uh, I didn't damn wake up in a strange place. That's good. Yeah. What what time do you usually get up in the morning? Uh, I get up about 7.30 every morning. Oh, really? So you are an early riser. You're oh, late. Yeah. You stay up late and get up early. Oh, yeah. Is there Was there a reason for that? Just like just schedule of just getting up early? You're working kind of guy? Or I like what? drinking my coffee and writing songs in the morning. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, so you're, you're a Georgia boy. Um, where in Georgia are you from again? Right outside of Athens. It's called Watkinsville, Georgia. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a, a lot of, a lot of history. We've had some, some good times in Athens. You were just down at uh, 40 watt, right? Oh yeah. How was that? Great. Sold it out two weeks before we played. <laughs> Dude, that's, that shit's not easy, especially in a college town like that. It can be very hit or miss. Now, was that your first time playing in Athens doing a, no, doing a full played, show uh, like that? I played the 40 watt with the Castellos. Um, back in the spring, and we got come about 40 tickets away from selling it out, and then this time we just hammered it and got it done. Dude, that's got to be such a cool feeling. Yeah, it's great. The hometown shows especially, and you've been to a lot of the same venues that I've been to in my time on the road. Before I was doing Raise Rowdy full-time, I was out on the road as a tour manager with Trey for the three years following Dick down in Dallas, and then I was out with the Muscadine Bloodline guys selling merch. So yeah. I've been through Anderson. I've been through Statesboro, God's country. I've been uh, through yeah. Milledgeville. I've been through Tifton. Yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these rooms that, that you're going into now and headlining and, and selling out and seeing that reaction. It's there's some of my favorite rooms and there's some of my favorite memories are playing these these clubs in the southeast with with all with with the Peachtree folks and with the 65 South folks. And it, it's such a cool family for for you to be a part of and to have those have those guys backing you in a way and supporting you as it's it's really like a, a seal of approval in the southeast oh yeah shout out to the peachtree folks for helping me get all these concerts lined up i couldn't do it without them uh 
Bradley and Megan and uh, Andrew Chatwood. He he keeps me updated. Old Chatwood. On the yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I really appreciate them helping me get started. Bradley's – me and Bradley been going to lunch now for about past two years and just grew our relationship and yeah. started booking some shows. That's awesome, man. What were shows like before you started, before you got to this level? Like, were you doing – I was like playing the- at little 200-cat places um, for flat rate. Yeah. Just showing people I could put people in a building. We weren't even selling tickets. We were just selling out. We were just packing out places. People could come on in and listen. And then uh, we started selling some tickets a little shortly after that. Any any Mexican restaurants? No, I ain't playing playing no Mexican restaurants. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I get too tore up at a Mexican restaurant. Oh, you're a big margarita guy. Oh, damn big-ass margarita guy. There's a place in Watkinsville called La Cabana. They're the shit. It's my be- it's my favorite Mexican restaurant of all time. Okay, we got some good Mexican joints up here in Nashville that yeah. we got to take you to. Hell There's a place yeah. called um, called Cinco de Mayo that's out in Hermitage. Yeah. And to me, not the best Mexican food. And I don't. I'm not a drinker anymore, so I can't speak to it. But all my friends that I go there with, especially old McElwain back there behind the camera, they get fucked up. Yeah. At, at old um, at Cinco de Mayo, them them two for one margaritas. Yeah. People get people Woo. get people get tore up there. So how how is so you're up here you're up here in town and doing things coming up here now. What's have you is this one of your first trips up here or have you been no, coming up here for a while? I've been coming up here for about two years. Um probably about every three months I've been coming up here and uh got some meetings today, meeting with some agents and starting to really get the shows booked up coming up soon. Just gotta decide on where I'm going and but uh I feel like I'm gonna be coming up here a lot more now. Yeah. Just uh I've been kinda skeptical of town for a little while i don't blame you man i don't like the damn snakes and sharks you know i like sticking myself for most of the time yeah dude i mean and when you know what's what's working especially your brand is very it's very rowdy it's authentic to who you are you're you're a kid from watkinsville bro like you're you're from you're from small town ga yeah. just like the guys before you just like the the brantley gilberts just like the john langston's just like the the colt fours the travis dennings the swindells i mean there's there's a long line of of guys from georgia have you had any kind of like re- relationships with any of those guys or have you gotten to talk to any any of those dudes any I've of the, to, the forefathers i've been texting john langston a little bit me and uh cole swindell went to the same college Oh no shit! So uh, Georgia, Georgia, you Georgia went, Southern. Oh, so you went to Georgia Southern? Hell yeah! I didn't know that. I didn't know that you. Okay, so we could definitely talk about Statesboro, bro. Yeah, I got some stories about Statesboro. I got some stories too, bro. My first time down there was December of 2020, and it was two days after DDID came out, and I'd never been to Statesboro. And Trey and the guys had been a bunch. They used to do the. They had a residency there with with Al and William and, and the crew down there, and it was booked as a cover show, but it ended up being a a different kind of vibe with post DDID. And I remember just going into that room. I remember selling. I was I was selling merch. In that little corner, so like the stage is over over here, and then there's like that wall with like the the window for the food, and they yeah. had the merch, and I just remembered it just being being crazy because that was 2020, that was coming out of COVID, that place was fucking packed and kids are throwing, it was just crazy, bro. There's no crowd like a Statesboro Blue Room crowd. Brother. I mean, I'm from right around Athens, and I partied in a few different downtowns. But they ain't a place that gets drunker earlier than Statesboro, Georgia. I played in front of 300 people in Statesboro, Georgia, and it is batshit crazy compared to Athens at 600 people in there. Yeah, why do you think that is? 
Because the bar's closed an hour earlier, and they got to get drunk faster. Ah, there's a clock. Yep, there's a clock. <laughs> one, one o'clock, they start kicking people out instead of like 2, 2.30 and everywhere else. Yeah, and you've had a good buddy of ours out with you recently. Um, Landon Smith is like a little brother to us, brother. Oh, yeah, um, dang. And he's still living. He's not going to school anymore, but he's still living in Statesboro. Yeah, he's living Statesboro dream. He told me the other weekend, he said, they ain't a damn atmosphere to write a good party song like Statesboro, Georgia. And I said, damn, that's right. I, I yeah. believe that. Yeah, there's a there's a reason that, that Luke and Dallas and Cole and Trey Landon and Bill Mar- those. There's a reason those, those those guys have written the songs that they have coming out of that area. And mm-hmm. There's a reason you're writing the songs and putting out the music you're putting out coming up Hell out of Statesboro yeah. and having those experiences. And I remember going to going to parties after shows in Statesboro and yeah. getting ending up ending up at a at a house or two and having a guy that was I forget his name, but there was like a guy that drove us to he was one of the pledges and he drove us to uh to a house party. We had I had his dog sitting on my lap. It was crazy. It's probably bro. out in Burkhalter. Yes, yeah, it was out. It was out there. A That's where bit. I live. Yeah, yeah. What's Burkhalter like? I never wanted to live in a neighborhood ever. But if you're gonna live, if you're a country ass person, you want to live in a neighborhood. I mean, Statesboro, Georgia is the place. It's the most redneck, trashy neighborhood you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. Like they'll put, they'll pick a dead deer up on the side of the road, put it on the Burkhalter sign, tie a little "Get Well Soon" uh, balloon on that damn thing. <laughs> oh, no. There's dead, there's dead animals laying around and beer bottles and they'll have big ass inflatable water slides and giant ass like thousand, two thousand people at a party out wow. there. It's just Yeah. Yeah, so you did you play the frat circuit at all down there? I'm sure the frat parties have I played to be. uh I think I played two shows for Kappa Sig. And then um, I'm gonna play one in the spring for I can't remember what. Yeah, the, one of the one yeah, of the I, some I, three Greek letters. I don't know. I don't know what the Greek letters stand for. I don't, I don't either, bro. I didn't do the whole the whole fraternity thing. And I went to college in New Jersey, and the college up there we didn't we only have like two fraternities. It's a whole different world in the southeast, bro. Like all these yeah. college towns are are so different. I mean, and they all have some character to them. Like Statesboro is its own fucking it's it's its own vibe. Yes. Athens is its own vibe. Millie's its own vibe. Tifton is its own vibe. But you've got Milledgeville and Tifton coming up. Mm-hmm. And are you familiar with those two? places you've been there been oh, through yeah. there before yeah i've i've never been in milledgeville to the capital or ned kelly's or ned whatever kelly's, yeah. yeah ned kelly's now but uh, i've been to terminal south and tifton and uh me and bradley were talking about ticket sales down there and i was like i'm gonna sell that damn place out yeah there's there's a crowd down there listen we we sold it out last week but then milledgeville's only got a couple hundred tickets left it's gonna be sold out by yeah by Friday, it's so. freaking awesome, dude. Like it's got to be, it's got to be crazy for you now, it's like, cause you're what, you're twenty three, twenty four, twenty four to twenty four, yeah. and you're how long have you been like? Has it always been kind of like a dream for you to do this music thing or like? I always just wrote a few songs when I was in high school. I probably had like three songs I wrote. And then this is what takes me down to Georgia Southern. I was I played football down there. Oh, okay. And that makes it makes sense looking at you. Where were you playing on the field? What nose guard. Okay, yeah. I was in the down yes, the war. Yes, yes. So for those that don't know, <laughs> nose guard is a is a position that you do not fuck with. That is the the guy. It's like it's the, to me, it's the fullback of the defense. It's the guy that's getting hit 
every damn uh, play. That's a train wreck. Your, your job is to be a rock and just create as much clusterfuck as possible. Hell yeah. So I, I went and tore my, I tore my knee up that spring. You're going <laughs> yeah. to like this story. I don't know if you know, know the story at all, but I tore my knee up in the spring. Was going to be on the couch six weeks. I said, you know what? I'm going to lose my damn mind. I'm not an inside person. I'm going to start writing songs. So I busted out six songs in the first two weeks. And I wow. was like, I was like, damn, I kind of kind of like this. My buddy that plays acoustic guitar for me, I'm just a half-ass guitar player. I play on some songs, but I got a, a buddy of mine that his family was in uh, bluegrass, and he plays acoustic for me most of the time. He come over, and we played a little bit. On a song, he said, "This is really good, man." I said, "We ought to get in the studio and cut it." And got drunk one night, woke up, went to the studio, cut the song. First time we ever been in there. We let it out in August. I was gonna be back for Game Four, and at Georgia Southern, we'd get on these school buses and we'd ride around the campus to the frats every game day. And uh, this wasn't the first time anybody had done this, but this is the first time it went viral. Yeah. And it was my first game back, and I was surfing the bus riding by campus, and a dude I knew, it wasn't planned or anything, he just flashed me a beer, tossed it up there, and I hosed it. We played the game. We were 1-2 and two at the time, and we lost the game to Louisiana Lafayette, and coaching staff, the athletic department, everything was just – in flames like in any program when shit's hitting the fan. Yeah. So they suspended me. Oh. For a week. It was just a suspended indefinitely. And um they took me they took me back to the um meeting room the next week and was like, look dude, I know you got music and stuff going on, but if you want to be on this team, you gotta quit posting your music. Oh. So I said, well, I guess I'm fucking going because I ain't sticking around for us to win two more games, beat my body up, and quit my career that I've already got a jump start on. Yeah. And then they just uh, – it was they put it on the news and they spiced it up that I got kicked off. I was like, well, I just basically told them that I wasn't going to stop living my dream because yeah. y'all's job was looking like shit right now. So uh, quit that. Got a steel frame of the video. Of me um, chugging the beer on the bus. I can send you all the video as well. Um, and the next song I let out was called Rowdy Southern Saturday. Yep. And I put the picture of me chugging the beer on the bus on there. That was kind of the last fuck y'all out the door. Watch this. I'm about to go fucking. I'm about to be something big. But, uh, yeah, but damn, all my boys still play down in Georgia Southern. I still support them real good. And, yeah. Yeah, and most of them's graduated. I've been out about two years now so there's only a couple i know still by there dude that's wild man and when i see your I, obviously you do a really good job with with your with your content whether that's you in the crowd hosing hosing a beer at a football game or that's yeah. or that stuff that the that, that boy will's capturing or any of your other buddies that are out there that come out in the road with a camera and yeah, yeah. capture capture video of your moment at wendell's was just fucking <laughs> legendary bro it was just, it was one of, it It made me just feel so fucking good inside. It made me want to run through a wall because Wendell's is a place we've, we've had some history at um, when I was out, when I was out with Trey, we went through there twice and one of the shows got 
it we ran into an issue and the show had to kind of kind of end because over capacity and the time that it was happening and stuff and it was just a chaotic moment and i've had lots of good times there and to see you on the, i was like he's at wendell's and i saw you doing that i'm like those anderson kids are eating that shit up and i'm yeah, like yeah. i like this kid and that's one of the moments where i was like i really want to get I really want to get this Gavin kid on the podcast because yeah. I'm like, this kid gets it. Like, dude, like, you putting out a fucking dart on your on your arm, bro, <laughs> inside Wendell's, man. What was that moment? Like, where did the well? What we're, happened? We're pretty liquored up. Yeah, it's but, Wendell's, bro. Yeah, of course yeah. you were. And I. <laughs> and that was the only place on my tour that I didn't sell out. We we were shy about a hundred and. Something tickets and some change. Yeah, new market. And yeah. They, yeah. And it's out in the middle of the damn country. It's 15 yes. minutes from each side of town, Anderson or Hartwell. Yeah. So uh, some dude threw me a cigarette, and some dude was like, smoke it. So I lit it up, and I was like, we're selling this motherfucker out next time. So I put it out on my fucking arm <laughs> right here. I can't pull it up, but it's right there. It's healing up good. I've got some Cherokee Indian in me, so I got some of that tough skin. Yeah. I'm a 16th Cherokee, so it's going to heal up real nice. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. That to me, like when people ask me, so what do you what do you think of this? What do you think of this Gavin Adcock kid? I I say that you remind me a lot of of John. You remind me a lot of a good friend of ours out in Texas, Co Wetzel. Yeah. In terms of just just the the vibe and the and the attitude, and it's something refreshing that People relate to not just college kids, but people like real shit. People like yeah, that yeah. you're you're singing about heartbreak. People like that you're you're singing about moments that they can relate to. Like you're you're in the same headspace, especially coming out of COVID. People are hungry for real shit right now, yeah. and that's the kind of music that you're putting out, and that's the kind of show that you're giving folks all across the southeast. And that to me is why it's working. That's why yeah. you're packing out Proud Larrys. That's why you're packing out fucking Zydeco. That's why you're doing all these all these historic rooms in the south like it's it's cool man it's just the start of it like i'm yeah. excited to see where the hell it's gonna go i mean did you think it was gonna happen this quickly that you'd be selling out shows fall of 2023 or summer of 2023 when we started booking these um handful of shows i mean i knew i'd sell out athens um i figured we'd sell out tifton easily millageville would sell out and um but i didn't know shit about oxford mississippi or birmingham i was like well, it's about a 300-cap venue. Hopefully, we get it full. I mean, it sold out damn quick. I had people hit me up like, can you get me in? Get me in? I was like, I done put 25 <laughs> people on the list. This venue hates me for putting all these people yeah. on the list. But, uh, but no, I didn't really know that we'd sell that many tickets. But That's freaking awesome. What are you traveling around in right now? What's the, van what's the situation of the I bought of a the 2018... Heartland Trail Runner Camper two weeks ago. You bought a camper? Yeah. Okay, you're going all in. I didn't know if you were doing the van thing or the SUV thing or what you guys were rolling around yeah, in Yeah, well, right I've now. just seen some green rooms that really sucked, and uh, I figured if I bought one less hotel room per night, we'd save a little money. Yeah. And um, it's a pretty nice camper. I, I hauled cows before I okay. really dove into music, so I have a... I bought a truck in um, January S twenty twenty one F three fifty, and I still haul some cows from time to time, just a little quick money uh, when I ain't got nothing going on. But I 
I pull it and haul it down there myself. Where are we going? With the guys in the band in the camper? No, they ain't in the camper. I've never done like the the hauling the camper thing. I've driven driven like RVs and obviously done like the van thing and been been fortunate enough to go out in a bus and do all that. But I I didn't know if people like ride in the back on the camper. You don't want to ride back in that. Jumping ass camper going down the highway in Mississippi, them sorry ass roads. Oh, bro, the Mississippi <laughs> roads suck, dude. That drive out to Starkville and out to Oxford, bro, those roads, and it's just, you got like packs of wild dogs on the sides of the roads. You got potholes for days. Like it looks like a freaking meteor came down or a fucking asteroid came down and put a hole in the road. It's crazy, man. Uh, Mississippi's yeah. a whole nother animal, dude. Yeah, it is. It is. I love it down there. There ain't no people. Yeah, but the people that are there <laughs> they love country music. They're animals. They oh. like they like this brand of music that we got putting on. Yeah, dude, they do. They really do, and they always and they always kind of have. But they were looking for the new blood to to bring it out, and that's what you're fucking doing. Hell yeah! I feel and, like I feel like everybody wants to be cookie cutter country artist all the time, and dying to sign a record label, dying to dive into some bullshit. And I'm I just want to write songs that make people fucking cry. Or damn smile from ear to ear, or yeah. damn just wanna just hose a beer. Yeah, what's what's the what's the Gavin Adcock crowd like at these shows? I know it's been a lot of it's been a lot of college kids, but I know I'm sure you got a lot of dudes out there. I'm sure you got a lot of women out there too. It's oh, a mixture yeah. it's a mixture of, it's a good of mixture. Both. It's probably it's probably six five, thirty five guys to girls. In Oxford there was maybe six chicks at the whole concert really? because, because the all the sorority girls couldn't go out until midnight that oh. night, and I was like, I was worried about that. I was like, damn, we I don't know if we'll be able to damn sell it out, but uh, next time we'll be. I love Proud Larry; it's a good time, yeah. but we can't play there anymore, bro. That the the how intimate that room is and how tight it gets. Yeah, like I was talking, I was talking to the Will, like content there trying to do content there trying to tour manage there trying to sell merch there is a damn crusade like that mm -hmm. it's one of those rooms where they're like zydeco you have a barricade 40 like there's 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 barricades yeah. there's there's that little bit of breathing room that you have and i know you get right up in there in the crowd and that's what you yeah. do and that's part of the show so those shows where there's not a barricade and those crowd it feels like a frat show it's a ticketed show but it feels yeah. like a damn frat party yeah. in there bro yeah damn will was elbow to elbow with some <laughs> chicks over there trying to get some film he was he couldn't move in there, so he just shot some good pictures and. Yeah, yeah what do you do when you're not doing music? You said you like you, you came. I live up on doing a cattle that. farm. Okay. Yeah, we run about 700 head of cattle, and uh, I've kind of eased away from that a little bit. But when I got out of college, I was just running off of the rest of my savings and recording up as many songs as I could. So I'd have a studio session on Friday, and I'd haul cows four days out of the week to. Hopefully make enough money to pay for the damn studio <laughs> session and uh, blow it all on the weekend. Hopefully have $100, $200, go out and just get absolutely drunk as shit on Saturday night. <laughs> and then start over again, write some more during the week, haul some cows at night. Yeah, what's your um, what's your drink of uh, drink of choice when you're what's on the Gavin Adcock rider right now? Do you have do you have a rider? Jack and Miller every time. But okay. if I'm drinking some fancy liquor, I like Woodford. Okay. I can just down some Woodford. We we finish about a fifth of Jack every show. Yeah. My bass player, he's from he's from right around Anderson, South Carolina. He's wild as hell. He's played with Ashton Craft and um a couple other people. I can't think of the names right now. But uh he's about thirty 
And damn, oh, he likes. You, oh, so you got you got a wide age gap in between. Oh yeah, my my youngest uh, player, he lives in. He just moved up to Nashville. He's he just turned twenty three, and then we got Quentin and Tyler Galloway. Ty, you know Ty, Tyler Galloway. Yeah, we know Ty, we know Tyler Galloway real well. Real yeah, well. he played on the first two shows, missed the next two, but he's backing on them this weekend <laughs> with us, and uh, he likes to party too. Hell yeah, and, but. They're just some older veteran guys that jumped on with us, and well, they've they've done it before with yeah. with the guy who was doing what you were doing, but from the state of Alabama, you know, yeah. very similar kind of kind of vibe. Is it is it wild to kind of be in that scene and be coming up the way that you've seen guys like Riley, Luke, Muscadine, Trey, like people come up out of that scene to now be in that in that world? Like yeah, you, crazy. you were at one point. Pay him. You were at one I point mean, going I, to these I shows to, and watching. I went them. to watch Riley Green for ten dollars. That uh, it's not. It wasn't the Blue Room. It was called the Burrow, and yeah. I'd never been in the Burrow. We used to go to Rusty Tavern, Shenanigans, and Dingus, and then the Burrow was just not ran very well. And we went and saw Riley Green for ten dollars. I damn loved it. He was in the same exact spot that I was in. He sold. He sold it out, and um. Went and saw Co in Savannah back in like 2018 or 19. Was that was that at Saddlebags? No, or was that it was, at uh, it, Barrel House? It wasn't at Barrel House. It wasn't at Saddlebags. It was at some place. That, <laughs> I don't even think he sold it out. But dang, it was like there was probably four or five hundred people in there. It's just this little shed in the ghetto. It was kind of crazy, <laughs> but it was it was a good time. And like, I mean, yeah, I was listening to Riley and Co. and uh, Parker McCollum a lot, and then just my old country mix. I like listening to a lot of damn Coulter Wall, though. Yes, I like Coulter Wall Hell a lot, too. Yeah. That traditional stuff. And there's there's that movement going through right now of that traditional traditional stuff. Like, there's a lot of guys and girls throwing it back. Even on the, even on the female side, folks like folks like May Estes and people that are, that are bringing back on, on the female side, that it's, it's a really cool time to be in country music right now because you can really kind of do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, damn... It's not that early 2000s Nashville sound where everybody's just tuned up. Like, there's literally people... I've literally contemplated... I've cut a damn demo on my phone, went to the studio, and thought I liked the the phone demo better than the studio version, and I've literally contemplated letting it out. Like, yeah. I was like... Yeah, well, this, shit'll, this shit'll sell. It'll do yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, you look, you look at what, what Zach Bryan just did, putting out a very... Stripped down and and by Nashville standards sloppy record, but look at the numbers that it did. Yeah. It was fucking massive, and and you see like our buddy our buddy Austin Snell, who's kind of in a similar vein to you, where yeah. he, he likes to rock it a little bit. He's yeah. he's a Georgia boy as well. Um, a little bit of a different path than than what than what you're doing because he he did the military thing, was out west for a while, <sighs> but like he put out the where it was all like kind of like work tape style stuff yeah. with 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 a little bit of production on it but there's there's lots of options you can really do whatever whatever the fuck you want man yeah i really, I really don't have a style i've yeah. got anything from soft to sweet and hard and strong and damn <laughs> all in between i got some stuff that's a little nashville damn a little western i mean we got about 20 we're about to drop a 23rd song next week it's called tore me up and uh your 23rd song mm-hmm. you put out 23 songs already in the last two years wow yeah, I've been giving them singles about once a month. Wow. But Where have you been recording these things at? Full Moon Studio in Watkinsville, Georgia, my hometown. Just stumbled across the, um, them, emailed them. They emailed me back and got in there about a month later. Damn. Laid down the first track, and we've been in there ever since. I don't think I'll 
go anywhere. Yeah, dude. I mean, hey, if it's if it's working, it's working yeah. for you, bro. Um, and then for you, so you talked about going to see going to see Co. For example, going to see Co. Going to see Riley. What were, what was your first? Do you remember your first concert ever? Yeah, Tim McGraw concert, bro. That's mine too. No <laughs> shit. I watched it. I don't. I think it's called Lakewood Amphitheater now, but it used yep. to be called Aaron's Amphitheater. Yep, down down there in Atlanta, right? Yeah. It was. I don't know. I might have been eight. I was eight when I was, dude, that's fucking crazy. I was eight years old when I saw my first Tim And this was, I'm a, I'm a little older than you. I was, so we're, oh, not that older. We're four years apart. I remember seeing Tim McGraw. It was um, the, it was back when he was still drinking. It was, yeah. it was back when Tim McGraw wasn't, um, he didn't have any openers. He was doing like, like what guys like Eric Churchill do where it's just, where it's just them. Yeah. And they'll play for like two and a half hours. It was back when um, Real Good Man and all that stuff was coming out. Like, two, that, like yeah. 2003. He, I remember him coming out there. He was in like a, a white T-shirt, a cowboy hat, and a damn vest. He said, I don't know about y'all, but here in Atlanta, Georgia, we don't put up with no fucking bullshit. <laughs> and uh, Hosscat Tim McGraw. Hell yeah. Which you, was, which you've, you've, seen me, you've seen us comment that on the post, yeah, right? Hell yeah, I've so, seen so y'all you know, Do you know what a Hosscat is? Because you, you look in the mirror, yeah, that would be a Hosscat. So a Hosscat to me is a guy or a girl that just has a lot of personality. It's yeah. it's just just a hoss. Just someone that'll tends to enjoy drinking, tends to enjoy smoking, known to known to known to have have some fun after a show, known to somebody you don't fuck with, but somebody just a personality. Like Co Wetzel, hoss cat. Paul Cawthon, hoss cat. Hell like yeah. dre- like they have their style and they're unapologetically themselves. Yeah. So you are kind of at this next generation of of hoss cats, if you will. Like yeah. you're 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 somebody that I know. If, like if I was out here in town and we were out at um we were out at, and I bumped into that red door. At like eleven o'clock at night, I'm like, shit, I ain't getting home till four in the morning. And even though I don't drink, hey, I'm like, yeah. I just know I'm gonna be out with this guy. Like it's yeah. gonna be, it's gonna be a time. It's gonna be a party. Yeah, I lit up a bowl before I got in the Uber before I come over here. Now uh, <laughs> the Uber was like, kind of smells funny in here. I was like, I don't know, man. Put <laughs> me in a piece of gum. <laughs> Dude, wait till you get to the to the legal states. Yeah, Wait till you hell get around, yeah, bro. I'm ready. Will's, Will wants to come with me to the legal states. He's like, he's well, like, he's come been, on. He's been out there. I mean, he's he's been yeah. out there with old, old the, the king of Western and marijuana music himself, Mr. Tyler Halverson. Hell who's a really yeah. good friend of the program, too, brother. Like, yeah. And it's that's what I'm excited for you to get out of the southeast. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's crucial to keep to, to have like your base is your bases are like Statesboro and Athens, and then just growing the circles to where you get into Savannah, to where mm-hmm. you go, you go west, you get into Milledgeville, you get into Columbus, you get into, you cross the border, go into Birmingham, go into Auburn, go to Rome, yeah. do all those, and it's just growing the circle the same way that the four wheel drive guys, the same way that Langer and and Trav and Cole and and Jr. and Jordan Rager, Jr. And Brantley and all the guys before you, the same path they took where it's just growing the circles, crossing over to Carolina, crossing over to Alabama, crossing over from Alabama to that pothole filled <clears throat> Mississippi, you know? Hell yeah, and doing that. Something about Bradley Jordan, he knows he he makes sure we don't miss any steps. He's been affiliated with most of them guys you were talking about, yeah. just booking them in their, their hometown, selling that out, booking their college town, selling that out, moving around to little different places, and then um, just not jumping to places that are too big right off the bat and then just yeah. building the fan base and then uh he's he's i mean he luke combs hardy um 
uh, Muscadani was very involved hell, with. Hell yeah. Riley was very involved with. Yeah. Was was around for a lot of our our post DDID stuff with Trey. Still, still is. And 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 that's what I'm saying. Like those guys don't just mess around with anybody. Like oh, it, yeah. it's it's a real super. And you've we're gonna be at a at a festival together coming up here in about a month. River Jam. Rome River Jam. Ray's, yeah. Ray's Rowdy will be there. Yeah. We're there. We're gonna be doing. We're gonna be doing events um, with with fans out there in the festival grounds and the fairgrounds. Gonna be doing content with all kinds of people. And Rome, Georgia. Have you been there yet? Have you been um, through Rome? I've been through Rome. Have you done the brew house or Peaches? Peaches. Nope, it's called. But I ain't now? never played. I ain't never played in Rome yet. Yeah, but Peach. Like Rome just has this energy to it because it's so close to the Alabama line and because yeah. it's so close to that Lower East Tennessee line. It's very much proud, a proud Georgia town. It's mm-hmm. got a town square just like just like Tifton does, just like Valdosta does, just like Columbus does. Like has that has that feel to it. But those folks out there just get wild, just good good hearted, red blooded, blue collar. That's the thing you gotta say, red blooded yeah. and blue collar and. That to me is Rome, Georgia, man. That that lineup, that's got to be big for it to be on a festival like that. Have you done other festivals and stuff, or is that kind of your first one? I hadn't, but I'm uh, working on getting some more, and Bradley's helping me get on some more. And um, he was like, "You want to play on Rome River Jam?" I was like, "Hell yeah, dude! That's a big one. That the history of that of that festival, like you can't talk about much. Like a lot of things that that." That Bradley and those folks have touched. You can't talk about country music the last, the last like last ten to fifteen, even twenty years, without talking about places like like Rome, like Rome River Jam is. It's a spot where there's just, just so much history. Like you look at what like the Luke Combs of the world, the the Hardys, the the Muscadines, the the John Langstons, like the people that have come up from when that festival started to mm-hmm. where it is now. And now you you've got like there's big names on that fucking thing. It's a big two-day premiere festival. It's it's and you tie that in with other events like the rodeo events that are going on. Like you've mm-hmm. got you've got Georgia Rodeo and Auburn Rodeo, which we're planning to be at in a few weeks. Like yeah. it's it's a big deal to get that shot this early in your career. Like that's yeah. that's a big fucking deal, bro. Yeah, I'm excited about it, man. Yeah, dude, you're gonna see all kinds of folks. I think what's gonna surprise you is how many. And I'm sure you see it right now on the headlining at the club and bar level. The people that are gonna know your songs at this festival like that are going to are going to be belting back the words to you that's that's going to be a moment for you man and yeah. i'm very excited that we're going to get to be there to watch that dude Hell yeah, I'm have you done a writers round yet um i did one at live oak with um nothing fancy one time but uh oh so that was like last and then i last played year. i played whiskey jam about a month ago yeah yeah yeah, dude. Um, well, I'd, I'd love to get you on one of ours that we do because we do Sundays and we do Tuesdays at Live Oak. And they're, they're yeah. fun. The Rowdy Rounds, we, we put a case of beer up there uh, or we put a cooler full, full of beer up there. So we, we provide, yeah. provide some beverages and, and, and get, get crazy in there in Live Oak, man, because there's, it's, it's cool. Now, do you have any, any intentions of, of getting up here full time? Or not quite yet? Not, I, mean, I don't feel not, like you need to. Yet. I don't no. feel like you need to. Everything I mean, you need in Georgia. It's been... Posting like hell on TikTok, posting like hell on Instagram. Just uh, I like writing by myself. I probably write ninety five percent of what I let out just strictly by myself. Yeah. And then uh, but I've had, I've done a few writes. When we wrote deep in, we I wrote it with um three other guys. We really, I was driving over there. My damn truck I've drawn from high school um engine blew up. It was on the side of the road. My brother come pick me up, drop me off at Buddy's house. Um, 
smoked a little bit, started writing this one song. And then uh, my buddy Jack Routon, he goes to UGA. He's about to graduate coming up in the spring. He uh, he started playing the tune to deep end. I said, what the hell are you playing? He he freestyled out a little bit of the first line, and then he was like, I'm just kidding. I said, no, you fucking ain't. I said, play that shit again. And we wrote that thing in like 30 minutes, and uh, I wrote it with him, Eli Kane, and Will Slater. They're, Will Slater and Eli Kane are local Athens artists that are um, working on getting on the come up. But, yeah, yeah it was just kind of happened real quick. Yeah, dude. There's there's a big. I mean, there's always there's always a scene coming out of the south. There's always guys and girls from from the 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 big three, as I call. It. I mean, I guess you call the Carolinas too. But like the your your Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi. There's just always a flock of of artists coming out of there. And some folks move to town, but other folks stay put and and dominate those scenes, and then get to a point to where the the whole scene up here needs to have an eye on them because yeah. of the numbers that they're doing down there and be, you can't deny social following streaming and ticket sales you really can't deny yeah. ticket sales yeah. like you're selling out rooms that, that some acts up here in nashville can't sell out like that's a that's crazy that's yeah. huge my, my mindset was just i don't want to need nashville i don't want nashville to need me so yeah. they'll come get me when i'm yeah, well, it sounds, sounds, like, sounds like they're coming to knocking, bro. Yeah, sounds like it's happening. Um, what um, what was I gonna say for for you? Now, are there other other artists that you've got? Like, obviously, like you've got Landon out, you had you had uh, Vincent out. Like, you've got got some homies. You know, the Castellos. What are the Castellos girls like? Because I haven't met them, they but are they are the most, dominating social media. They're the most down home country girls you ever met in your life. They're pure, pure souls. I mean. Was it weird doing a show with them then when you say that? Because they're like pure, like like that, like that. That's an opposite vibe. Yeah, it's it was, like a yin and yang. A, yeah, I mean, it worked out pretty good. I mean, we sold we sold some good tickets, but uh, yeah, I mean, they they were cool. They they hung out and like I don't think any of them are old enough to drink, so they just hung out and went up there and played for like an hour, and then I went on and did my thing. And uh, they're really cool though. Yeah, but like, there's there's all these guys and girls coming out of coming out of Georgia right now, um, and you're kind of at the forefront of that of this this next generation of like the the post COVID sound out of Georgia, and like yeah. you have it, it. But when I saw that Landon was opening those shows for you, I was like, fuck yeah, this is cool because Landon to me has a sound that the South hasn't really heard. Just like you have a sound that someone like it reminds me a lot of the. I don't give a fuck what you think of me attitude that the guys in Texas have that the, the co's, the Dylan wheelers, the Colby Cooper's, the, um, Pecos, um, Pecos hurdles and the rooftops and like that whole crew. There's yeah. nobody in the South has really done that or done it. Right. Yeah, that was my kind of mindset. I was, I don't really sit down and say, I want to write this style of song. I just pick up the guitar. I just kind of freestyle. And, um, if damn, I don't care about being on the radio. To me, the radio's dying. The record label's going to have to make a big-ass change to start signing artists like me because, I mean, I've got a couple record labels sent to me. Yeah. And it's some bullshit so far. I'm like, they're like, oh, yeah, we want to, we'll give you 18% of your stream revenues and this and that, I'm like, so you're going to have to grow me 82% for me to be making what the fuck I make now? It's like, no, nah, you kiss my fucking ass. I cannot do that. I'm just, all, that's all I'm saying. That's some bullshit. 
that's some early 2000s. You need us because we got to put you on the radio. But that shit's not the case anymore. I ain't never signing until they take that out of the clause. Yeah. You might take none of my damn streams for that. I'm just like, or, or like, let me take 10% of every dollar you make. I'm like, no, that ain't being in there either. I'll just, I'll just yeah, won't sign. It's, it's, a different, it's a different time. It's a different time from what it was What it was pre, even just pre-COVID. You go back three, four years ago, it's different now than it was. Yeah, well, they're trying to squeeze the rest of that out until, I mean, there's a bunch of people that get off a record label. They're like, where do I sign? I'm like, oh, you didn't read that shit. Yeah. But I don't want to be locked in for five albums. I don't want your... I don't want your $250,000 loan for this album. Uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll give you this bonus. Recoupable, man, the R word. Recoupable. We're about to pay that back in a little while. Or, or if album one does really well, but album two doesn't do really well, you don't get paid for album two. There's a lot of pressure. Why not, why not just keep throwing out singles and putting out things that you want to do and give your fans what they want? Yeah, albums are, albums are ass for somebody like me. Why would I let out? 14 brand new songs at one time and go boom here it is and then just struggle to keep the keep the writing coming or i can let out a song a month write five or six new ones to have a surplus and then every time somebody sees country pickings or country central's uh post or any of these other smaller people that are posting that country music's out See my name every every month, once a month, maybe twice a month. Yeah, if I want to let he, out too. You've done a really good job getting your getting your name out there, and that's kind of where I first started. I was like, "Damn, this kid's putting out a lot of music." I thought yeah. he just put out a song last month. Hell yeah, <laughs> try to let one out every month. Yeah, it's like it's like don't it's like don't um it's like why stop? There's all kinds of we've had all kinds of weird. I've as we don't normally record in the morning. We had the damn leaf blower out there earlier. We got we got something going on out there. There's all kinds of shit going on in this, in this apartment and stuff. So where in Nashville have you like have you gotten the gotten have you had any nights out on Broadway? Have you done oh, that? Oh yeah, I've, I've went and um, I knew a couple of people that I went and um, sang a few songs with them at the damn Lucky Bastard. Oh, the Lucky and Bastard! The first time I ever come up here, <laughs> I was with this guy named Michael Smith. He's from uh, Augusta, Georgia. And we were at Country Central, and uh, I had Honky Tonk Central. Yeah. Yes, the one that's yeah, the honky, one across, Honky yes, Tonk honky Central, Central is what it's yeah. called. Yeah. And um, he was drunk. He said, "You son of a bitches! I got a hundred dollars. Let my buddy Gavin sing a song." He threw it in the bucket, and we got there. And I said, "I'm Gavin Adcock. I'm from Georgia. This is my song. Ain't no cure. We about to sing it." My buddy, he plays guitar for me. Jumped up there, and we sang it. And then the next week, uh, Nashville was like my third biggest city. Wow. Streams, I was like, hell yeah, one one song up there helped out a little bit. But uh yeah, I went and partied in on Broadway and I like I really like Midtown, like Red Door, uh, Winners Losers. I like Germantown. There's like Germantown. What's 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 great about Germantown? What do you like about out there? I don't know. They got this little burger place where I like to go at about two or three o'clock oh, in the morning. Jack Browns. Yeah, Jack, Jack Browns. Browns. <laughs> Shout out, no, no free ads, but Jack Browns, we we love you. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, that is a good spot. They've got a few locations, and you know they've got one down in Birmingham too. Next time you're in Alabama, really? they've got a few um throughout Alabama as Hell, well. It's a good drunk burger. 
It, it it's it's a it's a good stone burger too. I can't yeah, ta- yeah. I can't talk about being uh, being drunk, but when I got the munchies, man, there's something about the fact when any place that you can get mac and cheese on a burger, it's just fucking wild, dude. Hell and their yeah. sauce is really good. They got a good drink selection for folks to do that. You rather fried Oreos? No, bro. Next like, time, bro. <laughs> those fried maybe Oreos, not. dude. Maybe <laughs> maybe not. I got my fantasy football draft tonight. Um, but maybe maybe after that, I might have to head over to head over to um. I want to say I wanted to say. Zach Browns, but Jack Browns. <laughs> um, so what what's coming up for the rest of the show? I know you got we got this weekend. Um, which oh, what's been the favorite show so far of this run that you've done? Because this run seems like it's been a huge step for you in your career. I mean, I loved Athens and Anderson was a good time. I would have really loved to sell that one out. I was pissed that we hey, didn't sell hey, that one hey, out. There's next time, bro. There's next time for sure. It's happening. And but uh. I don't know. We played our probably like third most popular song in Birmingham first. That's what we've been playing. We've been playing. It's called It's True. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I had an out-of-body experience when I ran on that stage and everybody was singing it. Like, it was just like, damn, this is crazy. There's something about those low ceilings in Zydeco. Uh, yeah. And that crowd just feels on top of you. And the history of that room like john mayer's played in that room like so many metal bands over the years have come up through that like they did a 65 south festival at that at that location outside and inside like there's just so much history in that building and i feel like it's one of those places i even felt it selling merchandise in there or just going to a show there you feel the 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 ghost of that room and that energy so to have a moment like that first song in you come out on stage and the boys are the boys are jamming and the crowd knows what's up yeah that's a a moment it was crazy i I had chill singing it and then uh we got done with that first song and i was like hyperventilating a little bit (laughs) i let my let my acoustic guitar player play the intro like three times in the next song i was breathing i was like also, I'll come in when I catch my breath. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was great. Speaking of John Mayer, he recorded his first EP in the studio that I recorded. Really? Mm-hmm. No shit. Yep. Him and um, Megan Maroney cut some demos in there when she was at UGA. And Sugarland started in there. There's one more I'm missing. but No shit. Yeah, it's a little, it's a historic Athens um, studio. It's in Watkinsville, but it's just part of like the Athens studios. Yeah, dude, that's freaking sick. That's really cool. What is um? So I've been to. I'm gonna have you make your case right now. Is to, and I know you played at you played at Southern and you've got ties down there. But you're you're a Bulldogs fan. You're a UGA yeah, guy. I grew you're up a dog. You're, you're you're go dogs. You're you're part of the the big the big Georgia base in in country music. Why is what makes game day in Athens better than game day anywhere else? Uh, the bar scene. It, the, what's what's really pissing me off about Georgia football right now is we have one, we have one night game and it was against UT Martin, and then the rest of them are twelve o'clock, three thirty kickoffs. I'm like, can we have a seven o'clock kickoff around here? So everybody, when you have a night game, I mean, there's eighty bars in the span of a mile. It's it's the most bars in the span of a mile on the planet. Yeah, it's bigger bigger than here in Nashville. Yeah, we got a ton of bars here. Yeah. And I mean, I just like it. a night game. When I was a redshirt freshman, I'd drive back, um, and I wasn't playing. I went on like away weekends. Georgia was at home. I'd come back and we'd drink. We'd go drink at the bars and um, get us a ticket and go to the game at night. And it would just be a damn good atmosphere. Or if you like the Tennessee game last year, I we went to Generals and uh, watched it in there, and we we got there at like. 
lunchtime and we left at about 2.30 in the morning. We didn't leave that place. It was Jesus. That's wild. I, I felt like shit the next day. Yeah, what's, what's, what is the um, Gavin Adcock uh, hangover cure? How do you how do you get over them? Because I, the, I definitely smoke a little weed. Okay, little little hippie speedball in the morning. Yeah, Shout out our friend yeah, Ben that, Chapman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, hit a little bowl. Um, usually I'm real dehydrated, so as soon as I can start pissing consistently is when I start feeling better. I mean, I wake up, take a dehydrated piss, and then um, be hours. I'll be drinking water, and then I finally start. Going good and it'll damn the hangover start dying. But I like eating something greasy in the morning. But there's a good there's a good uh, IV place in Athens. If you go and you uh, every time you go for the first time it's seventy bucks and the next time it's ninety. So I've been going in there telling them different names for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> what what name what 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 are your what are your you tell what's, what's an alias what what's an alias for you? Like what? My name's Tom Ace. Tom Ace? Tom Ace. <laughs> like off a damn uh, Ace Ventura pet detective. Yeah. Or like, or like, or like James Woods. Or James Woods, yeah. James <laughs> Woods. Like, yeah, first time I was Gavin, but the next time I was somebody else and tried to save me $20 on IV. Those help a lot. There's one, I was like, first time I went there, I was like, yo, I got a terrible hangover. What y'all got? And they were like, we got this IV bag called the Jose. And I get that every time they got the Jose. Yes, for nausea and everything. But yeah. uh, I don't have a lot of hangovers though. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Your body's adjusted. You mm-hmm. built. You've built up a good thing. Yeah, you built yeah. up. Built up that your your they, the, your body knows what's up. You know they it knows on the on the weekends that you got to go to work. Yeah. It's part of it. Yeah, for sure. It's part of it. Um. So what is um? What would your dream um your dream venue be to go and play? Um, I really want to play. I mean, I'm going to. I'm going to play the George Theater coming up in probably the late spring. I'm going to sell it out. Just nice hometown. Sell out at the George Theater. I mean, I've been to tons of concerts there. Yeah. And um, that's awesome. I'd love to play at Red Rocks one day. Everybody says Red Rocks. Billy Bob's. Bill, Billy Bob's is. I want to make it to Texas so bad. Yeah, dude, you would do. You would love. Texas would love. I don't know who would love who more. You loving Texas or Texas loving you? Yeah, yeah. Texas is another animal, dude. I've had really good experiences out there. Being being out there with Trey and, and Gary and Charlie. Um, Billy Bob's is interesting though. I love, I love Billy Bob's. The the food there. Fantastic! They give you like a like a meal ticket, bro. Yeah. And I got lucky. I ended up with two meal tickets Ooh. when I was out there with Gary and Charlie. So I got I got two. I got helping for brisket <laughs> after after loadout. I had a I had a tray of brisket waiting for me. Um, but it's interesting because it's it's so you don't realize how big it is. It is the the world's biggest honky tonk. Um, but the crowd is usually sitting at picnic tables. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. The crowd sits at like sits down and it's it's a different it's a different kind of vibe. The Texas vibe is very different from the southern vibe. That was my biggest thing when I went out there is most of the time they're sitting and then they get up and they they dance if they like the song. And then yeah. by the, and then as soon as the song ends they go and sit down and then you play the next song. But then there's the side of Texas that's that's the Coetzel world where it's very similar to South. It's a rock show. Yeah. You know, and I think that's how you would be received out there. And I I can't wait to hear about you playing Tumbleweed in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I can't wait to hear about you hear about you playing playing uh, Mavericks down down there in, in Buda and, and Pflugerville and all those those there's some there's some fun clubs. Like, you're gonna wreak some havoc out there, bro. Yeah. I'm excited to see that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, is Georgia winning the national title this year? 
I hope so. They played pretty vanilla. Yeah, um, I thought they were going to play better, but I feel like they were. They uh, played Curry, a little... Curry Smart's not going to damn let everybody think they're too damn good. They and they also have uh, they have Mike Bobo running the plays again, which uh, Georgia fans have a real love hate relationship with Mike Bobo because he was there from like I want to say like. 01, I mean, he played at Georgia, and then he was the offensive coordinator from, like, 01 to, like, 14, maybe. Wow, so he was there for the whole Mark the Mark Rick Hell, era. Yeah, the whole Mark Rick there. And, um, they, I mean, I was at the game. I I went in the student section. I, yeah, I, I saw I saw the content. <laughs> I, dude, I make sure that I watch all the reels and TikToks you put out. Like, they're, I'm like, what is he going to do next? Hell, like, yeah. I, I love that shit. Yeah, I saw you were in the student section and everything, but yeah. who do they got this week? Do you know? It's Somebody's be, sorry. Yeah, it's got to be It's a like bad. Ball State or some shit. Yeah, like they play all Georgia's these. Georgia's got a terrible, like, they have a good schedule for them, but they don't play anybody. Their strength if, of schedule is very low this year. Yeah. I mean, if they lose to some sorry team, it's they're not going to look very good because they don't have anything to back it up when they beat somebody down the road. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. They got a good chance. I'm just interested to see how. Carson Beck plays when um, in a big game or a game that's got a little bit better competition than UT Martin. His, his first SEC game is going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, first drive of the game, he had somebody wide open and missed a deep ball. I was like, damn. Yeah, you're like, Stetson would have hit that. He would have hit, Stetson would have <laughs> hit that. And I was, I'm going to be honest, I was a Stetson hater. I, I, I never saw the hype with him personally. No, but then he just kept doing it, you know, and then. After they won the first Natty, I was a damn Stetson fan. I was like, this guy's got it. Yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of, lot of babies named Stetson now in the state oh, of Georgia, yeah. I'm sure. A lot oh, of yeah. Stetsons and a lot of Bennetts. A lot I'm of Bennetts, sure. yeah. A lot of Bennetts. Um, you like other sports besides football, too? You're a big oh, baseball yeah. guy? Braves, Braves fan. Went to a Braves game a few weeks ago. Um, they beat the Mets. Mets are sorry as hell. The Mets, the Mets are real bad. See, I'm, I'm a big Yankees fan. I'm from yeah. New York, so we we had a tough time down there with you guys. But we're starting to we're starting to look better. We just called up our our average age of like we had like five guys under the age of 24 playing for us the other day. Like we're calling up all the kids, and now we're winning with all these all these kids as opposed to the the Josh Donaldsons and the Anthony Rizzo's and all those older guys. So yeah, I mean, it's a good time to be a. Georgia sports team really fan, is. unless you're a Falcons fan. Falcons and the and, and we get the Hawks. You have Trey Young and stuff too. Basketball yeah, yeah, still solid. Yeah. yeah, they're still making the playoffs every year. They've been making the playoffs forever, bro. The, yeah, the Falcons just, were or the uh, the Hawks were that team that gets in the playoffs as the six Le, or seven. LeBron seat. put them out in the second round every every year. Every year LeBron every put year. them out in the second round every but. year, and they had some good without Al Horford and his bronze, Jamal Crawford, uh, Josh Smith. They were some yeah. fun, some fun teams. And they, then you guys had the hockey team for a while, and they were like, Atlanta ain't meant to, yeah, and they were like, Atlanta ain't meant to have a hockey team. I want to come watch Predators one bro, time, bro. Preds games are so much fun. We love Predators games up here. I mean, if I didn't, if I didn't wasn't born in the South, I might have played hockey. But you're I, built like a fucking hockey player, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Can you ice skate? Hell no. No, that's the problem. You, <laughs> yeah. can, you, you can fight and hit I look people. I like Happy and, Gilmore out there, yeah? fucking on <laughs> ice skating. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny, dude. Well, do we have? Um, so we're coming up. We have a. We're in September now. So new month. Do we have? Do we have more? Do we have new music coming out? Yeah, dropping the song next week. Uh, it's called "Tour Me Up." It's about when you got this new girl that's just um, trying to put her love on you, trying to just get you to damn be in a relationship with her, trying to lock you down. 
but the last time you were in a relationship, you got down. It's called tore me up. She damn tore your heart up and left out of the blue. And um, based on a real story, yeah. And now it's just um, now it's just like you don't want to let that new girl, even no matter how good she is or how much she wants to love you, you just like keeping guards around your heart and how you don't want to just let her come on in because you just don't want to be in that situation again. Yeah. What's what is your what is the love situation for Gavin Adcock right now? Uh, I got a girlfriend. Look at you. Yeah. That that ain't easy. Nah, it ain't easy. But uh, we've been doing good. Been dating a couple months. She she into the whole music thing. She gets the being on the road thing. And oh yeah. What you got going on right now? Yeah, she's been coming to some some shows and enjoying it. And that's good. Yeah, but yeah, she goes to UGA. Does that mean? Well, I figured she goes. I figured you you'd have you'd have you in Athens, girl. Yeah. Um, um, and I mean, does are, are we get so does that mean we're about to get into some more like in relationship oh, kind of yeah, songs was, because that's the chapter you're, you you seem like the kind of guy that's gonna as you as the years go on and as your catalog grows you're gonna be your fans are gonna be able to go through stories very similar like I grew up a big very, a very big Brantley Gilbert fan so did McElwain behind the camera and it's like the the stories from modern day prodigal son to um, halfway to heaven to to um, Just As I Am, like all those were like chapters and that's why he yeah. waited long to put out the records. Plus that's probably what the label told him to do. But you can feel like the, the different chapters. I feel like you're gonna be a guy that we're gonna get to watch you go through your 20s in different chapters because you write about shit that's real to you. Yeah. If there's something fucked up that happens, we're gonna hear it in the song. Yeah. If, but if also if there's something good, but you're scared to accept that it's good, you're gonna have a song like, like yeah. Tore Me Up. Yeah, I mean, I got, I've been letting out breakup songs for a little while just because uh it's hard to let out a song like tore me up and then let out something that's real lovey-dovey so i'm gonna yeah um i'm gonna let out another song in october called made me quit it's a damn rocker cool it's uh i love the title it's got like a johnny cash vibe at the beginning and then it goes into like some like real heavy rock and it's just got a lot of emotion and uh, but we'll see some love songs coming up in the near future Hell yeah, dude. Well, man, it's been a pleasure having you on, dude. You yeah. are, I'm, I'm very, very excited to catch your show at Rome River Jam in, yes, in about a month. Um, and I love seeing the content. I love seeing what you're doing, man. I love just seeing, I promise I ain't, I ain't trying to, ain't trying to gas you up or nothing, but like as for being a damn Yankee, like I am, I've gotten to know the Southern scene very well yeah. and gotten to watch guys and girls come out of, come out of Georgia and Alabama and the Carolinas and Mississippi and all that stuff. And it's watching what you're doing right now and seeing it all grow organically at the rate that it's growing and kids yeah. singing back the shit and kids hopefully buying the merch. If you got merch out right now, you got merch out right now. Yeah. 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 Kids buying those shirts and kids, hanging out at the pregames before going to the pregames before the UGA game, before the Southern game, before yeah. the Bama game, people are sitting at, people are hanging out at their frat house, at their sorority house, at the bars list. They're listening to your music. You're, you're like, it's, it's all fucking happening, dude. I'm very excited yeah. for you. Where can people go to find you on all the socials and shit like that? Gavin Adcock music on, uh, you on Twitter or threads or any of that I stuff? I am. I'm on Twitter. You say a lot of shit on there? 
Oh yeah, I'll be tweeting a couple <laughs> tweets a day about some bullshit, really? some, really? some some bake tweets. Let's, let's get one, let's get one of those real quick. I want to get I want to get. We haven't done this in a while. Um, we used to do this back in the um, back in the uh, early days, the in the round days with um, back when I had Boudreaux co-hosting with me because um, he was a big t- Tyler. Used my buddy Tyler used to have probably seven or eight burner accounts, and one of them was just dedicated to fucking with fans of Ohio State football, and he would just yell about Ohio State football, and he trash talk the Yankee, he'd do all kinds of shit on. There, I so. tweeted two days ago, nobody gives a fuck, period. <laughs> uh, I said they really don't want me to say what I want to say. Um, I said they wrote me off, but I never wrote back. Oh, that's a that's, you're 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 putting out lyrics. Those are lyrics right Hell there. Those yeah. sound like Gavin Adcock songs. And then I, I was hauling some cows the other day and I sat at this train track for like 45 minutes. I said, life ain't nothing but a goddamn train. But look, get on there. That's <laughs> good. Well, y'all be sure to follow Gavin on um, on all the um, on all the socials. Uh, be sure to follow him on Twitter for sure. Um, because the the Twitter, I'm about to hop on that. I don't get, I guess I'm in Twitter anymore. It's called X or whatever fucking Elon did with it. I don't, I don't know. But be sure to follow boy Gavin Adcock. Be on the look for the music. He's dropping songs at a very fast rate. If you're in the Southeast, I know we got a lot of a lot of Georgia folks, a lot of um, Alabama folks that watch this podcast, listen to it. Get out to a damn show. Check out his music um, and be able to. You'll be able to say you're one of the one of the folks that was early on this guy before you're watching him sell out rooms like like the Georgia Theater and sell out rooms like Iron City, Birmingham, and all those clubs because he's getting to that level. And um, very happy to have him on today. Um, shout out to our friends from Big Friendly Productions. Y'all need some merch? Order it through Big Friendly Productions. Of course, our friends at Saxman Studios and our boys at Whale Tail Media. You want to find out more about Ray's Rowdy? Follow us um, on all the social. And look up RaisedRowdy.com You liked what you heard, like, rate, subscribe Tell your mama in them And uh, we will see you all next time For our boy Gavin, our old sweet boy behind the camera And old Will sitting over there My name is Matt Brill, this has been Outside the Round For too long, I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love. Only got a couple tricks on my sleeve. They usually just make.